What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Young, Black, and Opinionated. I'm your host, Christina Royster, aka Miss Chris D. If you're new to the show, welcome to the YVO fam. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YVO Podcast. On today's episode, I'm kind of going against what I said last week. (laughs) Last week, I said I wouldn't be doing as many pop culture roundups, but here I am with a sort of pop culture roundup just because there was a lot going on this week, and I really want to specifically dive into two topics. Um, I have to talk about the USC Majorette dance team, and I have to talk about the Celtics head coach getting caught cheating on Nia Long. Sigh. So stay tuned for the episode. First, I have to apologize in advance for my voice. I've had a cough because September really said it's fall, bitch. And it went from 80 degrees on a Monday to like 60 degrees on a Friday. And now today it's like 50 degrees. So I'm blaming it on allergies, but you know it is still COVID time. So it's like, hmm, I have a cough. Is it COVID allergies? I don't know. But I've had COVID before. I have a feeling this is just allergies. Um, but I definitely have a tickle in my throat, so keep that in mind. But let's start the episode as usual, like we always do, with Put Y'all On. And this episode, I'm putting y'all on to Kaleidoscope Dream. Kaleidoscope Dream is the second studio album by American R&B song- singer-songwriter Miguel. Yeah, I'm reading off the Wikipedia page. So <laughs> I had to just check which um album it was for Miguel and it was his second studio album his first was All I Want Is You in 2010 so uh Kaleidoscope Dream came out 2012 I can't believe it's been 10 years I really just wanted to share this because Miguel is one of my favorite artists I love this album Adorn what song is that on the track list Adorn has to be Oh, Adorn is the first song on the track list, and it was also a single. And I have to tell you, Adorn has to be played at my wedding. I love that song. This uh, album also included the songs How Many Drinks, How Many Drinks Did It Take You To Leave With Me? Yes, Miguel. Uh, Pussy Is Mine, Arch and Point, uh, Don't Look Back. Just a great album. And I looked at Miguel's Instagram page. You know, people usually acknowledge their anniversaries. And of course he did. He shared some old pictures from 2010. Like he had the pompadour. Like Miguel was really trying to take R&B back to its roots. And he had like a 50s pompadour hairstyle. But anywho, um, this is what Miguel posted on Instagram. Kaleidoscope Dream was released today, 10 years ago. This album marks the beginning of taking my artistry into my own hands. From my own playing and production style, taking a front seat to overall executive production, this album gave a more rounded perspective of my DNA as an artist. Thank you so much for making this album live on. Think I'll take a drive and play it slash sing my favorite parts live today to celebrate my own kaleidoscope dream, but more importantly, to celebrate you making this album a part of yours. Um, That's awesome. I love this album and... Um, that's my put y'all on. Oh, wait. Also, after I was looking, you know, oh, this takes me back to the time and place. You know, music always does kind of like music is like a time machine. So I was thinking like, oh, 2012, like what else came out that year? Good Kid, Mad City. That turns 10 this year in October. So keep an eye out for that. That is a Kendrick classic. Um, that honestly was my first exposure to Kendrick Lamar, uh, Good Kid, Mad City. So 
Looking forward to celebrating that 10-year anniversary as well. 2012 must have been a great time for music. It, I, it was. I was there. <laughs> um, and then also, just a FYI, in case you didn't know, but y'all all probably knew, I'm just the idiot, who didn't register her vehicle for eight months. <laughs> yeah. I got pulled over this week, and I was like, what? what is it now? You know, I was upset. And I have to say, this is my first time being pulled over in a while. And I have to say, I was scared. And my boyfriend was with me and he was like, Hey, you know, I'm here. Like, there's nothing for us to worry about. Like, he's just going to write us a ticket. Cause it was ended up just being like expired registration. But for some reason, I just got anxious because why, because why when you're pulling me over at 11 o'clock at night, about expired registra registration, young black woman. Why is there two two of you? Why are there two white cops walking up on my car? Like, it could really be one. Y'all don't have to double team me, you know? So, I don't know. That's just the society we live in. That's just the reality of it. You get pulled over, you go a little nervous. And I'm probably not the only one. But I definitely am the only idiot who didn't register their car for eight months because I just genuinely forgot. Um, and I probably did receive the notification in the mail or something and just didn't do it. So that's to put y'all put y'all on. <laughs> listen to Kaleidoscope Dream. Actually, just go back to 2012. Get in your time machine and just listen to all of music in 2012 because it's been 10 years and it was all great. But also, well, actually, Call Me Maybe didn't age well. That shit is annoying as fuck. I heard that recently public and I was like, ooh, I really had a Carly Rae Jepsen CD. We can talk about it. We can talk about it offline. Um, and then the other put y'all on is register your car and renew your license and all that, that stuff that you need to do. Okay, so the first sort of pop culture topic I want to talk about today is brownie glazed lips. This, I, I'm going to just read you a little snippet from a Time article because I think this might uh, explain this stupid trend to you a little. It's, it's not a stupid trend. What it is, is appropriation. And if we could just credit the right sources, I think that we could avoid this on social media, but of course nobody ever does that. So let me just read to you what Time had to say about brownie glazed lips. Hailey Bieber faced criticism over the weekend after a TikTok video she made about brownie glazed lips was called out for appropriating a makeup technique favored by black and brown women since the 90s. In Bieber's original video, which has gained 2.9 million views since she posted it on August 23rd, the model wears brown lip liner with a clear glossy lip treatment from her beauty brand Rode, captioning the post, ready for all the fall things, including brownie glazed lips. I'm going to stop there because, okay, if you want to try a beauty trend such as brown lip liner with clear gloss, and it's, it's a trend, which means other people have done it before. You're not the originator then just cite your source. Just say like, I was inspired by so-and-so. Because what happened was people were inspired by her video and they were citing her as the source as if Hailey Bieber created the brown lip liner with clear gloss lip treatment. And that's not accurate. Black and brown women have been wearing that lip, uh, that lip makeup since the 90s. So... That's that's all I have to say about it, really. Like, I don't want to deep dive into it too much. It just reminded me of, like, the whole Kim Kardashian and Bo Derek braids. Bo, Bo Derek did not invent cornrows. They're called cornrows. And you should acknowledge, like, that black people created cornrows. So same here. They're not brownie glazed lips. They are, I don't know what the lip trend is called, but I know that black women started it. 
And it just reminds me of the saying, you know, ghetto until proven fashionable. Like now all of a sudden it's a trending statement to wear dark lip liner with a clear gloss. Um, and Haley Bieber was just trying to reap the benefits. No shade, but just say like, hey, I was inspired by this Janet Jackson look or whatever. Because um, I think I saw a picture of Janet Jackson on my timeline with the lip liner and they were talking about Haley Bieber. So yeah, brownie glazed lips. Interesting. Let's move on. Speaking of beauty, Rihanna is set to headline the Super Bowl. Am I the only one who don't be reading Roman numerals? What is this? 57? I think it's, yes, Super Bowl 57. Wow. Okay, it's L-V-I-I for those of you who need to visualize it. Rihanna will be headlining the Super Bowl 57 halftime show in February 2023. Everybody was super, super excited about this. And if you want to talk about trends, freaking brands have to jump on the trend. And she announced it by like posting a picture of her hand holding a football. And then all these different brands started photoshopping the football out and putting their product in her hand. And I hope Rihanna sues every last one of them for using her hand. They better have asked for her permission. Probably not. But um, it was just the talk of the day. So everybody was trying to jump on this trend with the football. But it is definitely set. They didn't say if she would be joined by anyone else. I'm sure she'll have some guests because Super Bowl shows seem to be that big. Um, the past couple years have been great since Jay-Z's been in control of the halftime show. Um, awesome to see black representation and, um, everybody was just like, yeah, don't be surprised if Rihanna just gets up there and announces her, um, new makeup line or her, her new sports line or whatever, and doesn't sing anything because she hasn't put out music since when 2017, she's had some features. She had a great, uh, party next door feature in 2020, but that's make me believe it. Yeah. I love that song, but other than that, she hasn't really put out a lot of music. She's just been, I don't know, becoming a billionaire. So I, I think that this is probably part of a bigger rollout. Like maybe she will give us new music before the show. And then she'll perform some new and, and oldies and classics at the show. I don't know, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, I still haven't seen her baby. We probably not going to see that baby until he's like three years old. Um, cause I would love to know what that baby looks like. What is her baby's name? I don't even know. I, some people don't care, but I just, I want to know. I want to be in the mix. Not too mixy though. Like I don't need to know all the Kardashians, 15 children's names, but Rihanna, I do care about her child, especially with the whole ASAP Rocky possibly cheating on her thing. And don't worry, we will talk about cheaters in just a second. But yeah, Rihanna headlining the Super Bowl halftime show, the LVII halftime show. <laughs> All right. Um, what else was I was I hearing about this week? Jeffrey Dahmer. I saw that name way more than I would like to. And listen, y'all know I'm a true crime fan. I haven't even watched the show yet. As as of right now, recording this episode, I have not watched the show yet. I probably will get around to it. But something that made me uncomfortable was the victims' families. They weren't happy with the portrayal of you know the courtroom scenes and everything like that so I do want to be respectful to them but at the same time I am a true crime junkie so I sort of want to know more about Jeffrey Dahmer just because I was just telling somebody the other day you know I binge watched Criminal Minds I'm a big Law and Order fan and by the way I did recently watch the three-part three-hour Law and Order fall premiere 
Wow. It, somebody said it was like a uh, That's So Sweet Life of Hannah Montana. And yes, it was for adults. And I enjoyed it. <laughs> but um, I love true crime and I love all that stuff. I watch all this psycho TV, you know, procedurals. But then sometimes when I'm watching true crime stuff, I just have to take a pause. And I remember like, these are real people. And this really happened to somebody's family. And so I want to be respectful of that. But also... I am interested in, what's that guy's name? I'm going to look it up right now. What's the actor's name? It's on the tip of my tongue. Evan Peters. Evan Peters, crazy, awesome actor. So I definitely want to see his performance as Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, and somebody tweeted like, can this guy ever just be happy in a show? Because <laughs> why is he always like some psycho, psychotic, evil person on American Horror and Story and this and all types of stuff. Even on WandaVision, he wasn't, his character wasn't as it seemed. So yeah, I just want to see Evan Peters happy. But in the meantime, keep giving us this crazy shit. And um, shout out to Niecy Nash, who is also on the show. Um, Niecy Nash is getting her coins. Niecy Nash is also um, starring in a new ABC fall show, The Rookie Feds. Um, lots of new fall TV shows this, this season. I can't even keep up, but shout out to Abbott Elementary. I'm watching that. Um, I'm going to try to check out that show Reasonable Doubt on Hulu too. But in the meantime, Jeffrey Dahmer is waiting for me. I'll probably watch him at some point, but, um, I just don't think the victims were too comfortable with it. So we'll see. Some people couldn't even get through it though. Some people couldn't even stomach it because, and, and, Going back to what I was trying to say earlier, the reason I watch all this crazy stuff is because it is educational. I am very interested in the human brain, psychology. Why do people do the things they do? And why would somebody ever think to eat other human f flesh and blood? I don't know. But um, I'll let you know if I watch it. Now, let's move on. Two last topics I want to talk about. And these are the deep dives. Which one should I do first? Because they're so tragic. <laughs> let's start with the USC majorette team. And I think they're called the Cardinal women. Um, let me look. Yes. Yeah, here we go. An article by the Grio. Why are so many black people bothered by the new black majorette squad at USC? We are black everywhere we go. So what is wrong with expressing said blackness in predominantly white spaces by Monique Judge? That's my opinion exactly. But I also like to play devil's advocate and I did hear another point of view. So I'm going to share two points of view. So in case you missed it, a young black woman, a student at the University of Southern California, which is a predominantly white institution, a PWI, she has made national headlines because she co-founded a dance group at her school that is all black. And it's like, it's like majorettes. She's trying to, she's trying to create like a, a majorette team at a predominantly white school. Now, first of all, the tights don't match. I do want my good sis to get some tights that match and the outfits could be better. So I understand it wasn't presented in the way that people want it is what I'm saying, because we know that, this sort of major at dancing and stepping, this did originate at HBCUs and it was an expression of our heritage. And I actually took a screenshot because somebody explained this best on Twitter and I wanted to um, read this to y'all and give this dude credit as well. 
Because I was like, why are people mad at this? Long story short, Black people are mad. And I'm just like, why if this girl didn't see representation at her PWI and she wanted to build a place for that? This is coming from somebody, maybe I'm biased because I was like the vice president of the Black Student Union at a predominantly white institution in New Jersey. Like there was not a lot of us and this was our little space for ourselves. And yeah, white people could join if they wanted to. And I hope no white people try to crash her majorette team at USC and try to join like the way they've infiltrated our divine nine fraternities and sororities and the way that's neither here nor there. The point is this did originate at HBCUs and this kind of goes back to the whole thing. I'll just give credit where credit's due. I don't think this girl is trying to take away from HBCUs at all. I just think she was trying to create a black space for black gymnasts and dancers at a PWI and, and, and bring her culture to her space. So somebody was like, oh, what's the problem? It's not like HBCUs invented majorette dancing. And at D Jord XC or Clayrilla on Twitter said, incorrect. The style of dancing particularly is referred to as bucking and was originated at Jackson State University. So yes, it is in fact does belong to HBCUs, suggesting that it doesn't is erasure and is the exact reason why people are finding an issue. Simple. Okay, so that's the devil's advocate. I understand. On the one hand, all this girl wanted to do was create a black dance team at a white school. On the other hand, it's like people are saying, well, why didn't you just go to HBCU? Or why didn't, why didn't you just, you, you can't do HBCU things at a white, at a white school. And I don't believe that's true. I, th- just like I just said, you know, I participated in the Black Student Union at a predominantly white school. I have oftentimes been the only black face. And if I wanted to create a club, I think that I should have permission to do that. And I don't think this girl's looking for any validation from anybody because Jennifer she's been on the Jennifer Hudson show. She her whole team her whole team has gone viral. For better or for worse, people are noticing. And so I think that's a good thing that this story is getting out there and that this girl said she's danced all her life and did gymnastics and cheer and majorette is different than cheer. Don't tell her, Oh, just join the cheer team. Majorette is different than gymnastics. It's not, Oh, just go join the dance team or join the gymnastics team. Like she specifically saw a need. And isn't that what it was all about? Like, isn't that what, what sort of helping each other is all about? Just finding a need and, and how can you help people? And, there was clearly 10, 12 other girls at the school who wanted to join the team. So I feel like this is a non-issue. Um, but I do think maybe if she wants to do a majorette team. And again, people are coming at the outfits and stuff. Like, I don't want to be one of those people because they don't look bad. But it doesn't give us the flair that we normally get with like an HBCU majorette program. But guess what? She probably got no money for this. They probably told her, go out there with your tights and your sports bra. Show us what you can do, and maybe we'll give you guys a budget next year. So I'm proud of this girl, honestly. And anybody hating on them, I should bring back the um, you're canceled, because you're definitely canceled if you're hating on these girls. Episodes ago, I used to do, like, you're canceled, where I would cancel. It's like donkey of the day. Like, I would just cancel somebody because y'all are acting up. Speaking of acting up, y'all remember the blackface lady, uh, Rachel Dolezal, however you say her name. She apparently has an OnlyFans account and it leaked on Twitter this week and I saw more than I needed to see. Um, So she would definitely be canceled this week if we had a year canceled corner this episode. (laughs) 
All right, so now we're finally going to get into the juicy stuff. We're going to get into how could you possibly cheat on my girl Nia Long? It's not just about cheating on Nia Long because that sucks and that's really heartbreaking. How could you ever do that? I'm really mad and I want to pronounce his name right. Ime Odaka? Odaka? Ime Odaka, head coach of the Celtics, um, NBA team, if you're not into basketball. Um, <laughs> it's really about how we always have to hold ourselves to a different standard as black people. And as a head coach, there's not a lot of y'all. That's what really made me mad. There's really not a lot of black head coaches in the NBA. I think this year, I actually was reading an article from NBA.com. And this is from 2022. This is from June 2022. And this article says half of the NBA's franchises now have black coaches. In the past 12 months, eight coaching gigs in the NBA have been filled by black candidates. So this like just turned around. Like in the past 12 months, 15 of the 30 NBA teams just got, you know, we're really just getting in a good place with black head coaches. So for one of y'all to fuck up, that just really makes us look bad. And I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that, that makes me sound bad, but I'm one of them black people like, damn, like, why did you have to embarrass black people? Like, <laughs> so if you don't know what I'm talking about, let me just give a little recap. Celtics head coach, Ime Odaka, he just, just made it to the NBA finals. Didn't win, but you were very close. It was a great game. You have an awesome team. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Even I know these things. Why did you have to go and fuck it up for everybody? So we were you were just riding high. You just made it to the finals. Like you just turned this team around. And you just got hired in 2021. So you've really only been here for a year. And now you have a scandal? Like, come on, my nigga. Like, <laughs> that's my that's my initial reaction. I was just like, wow, like, even I know who this guy is. And partially because he's dating Nia Long. So I didn't know that they were together for this long. They've been dating since 2010. I don't think that they were married, but they were in a long-term relationship and have a child together. And Nia has an older child from a previous relationship. So that sucks to find out along with everybody else, apparently, because Nia broke her silence and said that she obviously was not aware of this affair, found out that your husband was cheating with a female Celtics staffer. Don't I don't have any more information than that. I've been trying to do my research, and it's kind of hard to find more information. It's been like a week, and we still haven't heard, like, I think that the situation is deeper than we all know is what I'm getting at. Like, I hope it was consensual. I hope it was just him cheating on his long-term girlfriend and, and baby mother, but I really don't know because I was reading another article on The Cut and it was saying how the Celtics are kind of in more trouble than we thought. Um, and also the players don't know a lot, which seems odd. Um, it seems like the Celtics are really keeping something under wraps. And also, like, why would he be suspended for a year? If you just had a simple affair, you feel me? Because even the president of the United States, Bill Clinton, had an affair and he didn't lose his job. 
Like, an affair is one thing. I really hope it wasn't misconduct or something else because then you would really make us look bad. And again, public embarrassment for Nia Long, who's never had a scandal, who is always just so beautiful and funny and polite and sweet. You monster! You monster! I'm mad. I'm mad. Um, Because I guess, you know, again, I'm biased. I've been cheated on in the past, not by my current boyfriend, um, I've been cheated on in the past and you know, that makes a person feel bad about themselves. Like, why wasn't I enough? And, and I understand as a basketball coach, you're on the road, you're gone a lot because people are like, well, if your wife not giving to you, then I, I understand why he cheated. No. Why are we condoning that? That's not okay. You said that you were going to be exclusive and committed to this person and you didn't fulfill that promise. You cheated morally in the dumpster, unethical, right? But a year seems long to me. And that was what really stood out, the suspension. And so I thought, oh, this is just the NBA, you know, trying to make an example of a black head coach. And that probably still could be the case, but it seems more internal. Um, It seems like a breach of the Celtics contract that you signed when you said you were going to take this job a year ago. So rules are rules. You know, if my job said like, y'all can't date coworkers, then I broke it, then fire me or whatever. But he's not getting fired yet. It just looks like suspended for a year. And so the deeper dive that I wanted to take here is a couple things. Number one, don't cheat. I just don't. And and, and actually, this all came at a time where I, I've been spending a lot of time on Twitter. I saw another tweet where somebody was asking, you know, like, do you sort of think that people change? Do you think that your ex has changed? What would you say to somebody dating your ex right now? And I was thinking if I were to answer that question, how could I really tell somebody about my ex? They could be a totally different person. They could treat them way different than they ever um, treated me. You know, when people are with different people, different emotions come out of them. You can get a, a, a good version of them. You could get a bad version of them. Um, so if I were to, you know, meet the girl dating my ex, I, I wouldn't say nothing because it could be a different person. It could be a different experience. It should be a different experience. I hope that person grew. I hope that person changed, but I understand people change and, and, you know, circumstances change and he had to get some pussy on the road. I don't know, but it's just not right. It's not okay. The point is, I, I don't know if, I hope Nia Long don't take this man back and I hope she don't stay with him because this is just public humiliation and it's one of the worst parts about being cheated on. So don't do it. Just don't do it. Think about the other person. Think about what you're putting them through. And um, number two, I hate to say it, but black people, we always got to be 10 times better. Uh, There's no room for mistakes like this. Don't get caught slipping out here, okay? Don't date your coworkers um because now you're about to be suspended for a whole year you're about to lose your family and your job and the trust of your players like your player you just led them to the finals and now their season's probably going to be shit this year I guess the assistant coach is going to step in so yeah you just screw everybody over you screwed over the fans the players your wife or your girlfriend whatever I hope that he's happy I hope it was worth it um, so yeah, that's what I've been thinking about this week. And <laughs> it was a crazy week. Huh? Everybody was just wilding. That's, I guess the change of the seasons, it is fall and people are changing and not for the better, apparently. 
this has been another episode of Young Black and Opinionated, episode 164. Wow, I can't believe y'all keep listening to me. If you want to follow me, you can do that too. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. It's Miss Chris D M I S S C H R I S D E E. And of course, follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO Podcast. And click that subscribe button right now if you're not subscribed, okay? I will be back in two weeks with another episode. Bye.